Welcome to Picketed Podcast. Joining us today is Ishan fucking Akbar. Hello, King of the uh, of the guests of Northwest Comedy. I would say, like you in, reckon? in terms of Northwest podcasts, I think you're the goat. And then it's followed by Jamie Hutchinson. I would who, say Jamie Hutchinson is the who guy. has come from nowhere because he wasn't getting on. Have a word before the last dance, was he? <laughs> he was not getting on, and then he came on, and he was the perfect podcast guest. And now all of a sudden, that stock has risen. I would say Jamie Hutchinson is the goat because he's northwest based. I'm probably, I would say, the ghost of the yeah, but you're you, non-northern. You're an adopted. Yeah, I am an adopted northerner. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. something I have to say. I, I really, really appreciate from you guys because I know you all think southerners are a bunch of soft cunts. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a soft cunt. You like? Do you know what though? Is I don't think we do think that Londoners are soft. I, I think there's a certain type of Londoner. So you're Jeff Innocent Londoner. You're sort of like, oh, what? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, That's what you get from me, don't you? What? I've been down the fucking way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Again, that's like, you know, my southern brother. Do you know right, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's like, Sons I of get the earth that. kind of stuff. But the, the Londoner that I don't like is like, oh my gosh, you know. I really, I thought you were going to give me a name. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I really thought you went. There's Jeff Innocent who I like, and there's... all right, all right, okay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give you a name, but the the sort of Londoner that I don't like is that. Oh my gosh, you know. Uh, the thing is with Shoreditch, right, is that it is actually really nice, but it's just a commute, you know. Yeah. It's just a commute. It's like that's the sort of Londoner that makes me want to fucking but the, choke the thing, people. The thing is, is my career my background all of it should be the kind of london you hate yes i worked in the city yeah for six years i was a government policy advisor yeah hung out in shoreditch and hackney i was born in the east end but i went to private school really yeah yeah didn't know you went to private you know, school that's um, podcast is over that's pissed me off a little <laughs> bit <laughs> i went on a scholarship though to be fair i went on an academic scholarship okay so an academic scholarship is when you're poor but then they go. This kid might have. This kid might have some kind brains. Of, yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, he's he hasn't got the money to pay for this. Yeah, but we're going to pay for his tuition and everything else, so he can come to the school." And then I was basically a bang average B grade student. Really, that's <laughs> disappointing. Because if they're paying for you to be there, <laughs> you need you need top tier grades. I, I, you? I was the bebe of private school. <laughs> Principal came into the office and said to the staff room, we've signed Cleberson. He yeah. <laughs> looks good on the videos. <laughs> we've got Eshan Jemba Jemba. Do you know what? This is we've started off three minutes in with three really niche shit Man United footballers <laughs> that I reckon of our viewership, maybe seven people are going to so, get. Okay, I'll tell you what, I'm more the Adnan Yanazai of it. Right? Oh, really? Because I burst onto the scene. Flashes of brilliance. Mate, first two years, I came top in everything for the year, right? Latin, just smashed it. So you can speak Latin? I used to be able to. I can't now. Don't, don't. I won't be able to. I've got, to. I've got. So this is the difference between us. You used to be able to speak Latin, yeah. and I've got a Latin tattoo on my foot. And do you know what the tattoo says? No, I just asked for Latin. Yes, of course. <laughs> Put what? some Latin on there, mate. <laughs> whatever you want. In vino veritas. Couldn't give a shit. No, I've got... Um, uh, oh, God, it's it's the f 
second tattoo I ever got when I was 18, right? And I was going on a lad's holiday and um, <laughs> I fancied myself at the time as being quite deep and thoughtful and introspective. Yeah, uh, sorry, was, at the time. Uh, yeah, as opposed to now, yeah, yeah. Where, I, where I sort of know my place okay, in the right. hierarchy of intellects. Um, I, I, we were going to Magaluf as yeah, well, classic. and I thought, well, the way to stand out and shag bitches in Magaluf is quite clearly to be the thoughtful, introspective type. Yeah. So I, um, I brought a book, because um, I thought I was going to be like this fucking cool, mysterious yeah, what, type what at the pool. Oh, do you know what? It was something by... Um, do you know what? I think it might have been Naked Lunch by oh. Willie Mess Burroughs or something like that. Bloody hell. Mm, yeah, I was quite into American literature okay. at the time, Beat Generation, Kerouac, Ginsberg. Yeah. You're looking at me like you didn't know that I knew these things. No, 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 no. Very sweet. Yeah. Um, I've got art in here. I've got I've got art in here. I'll have you know. I'm sat behind the great wave of the great wave of Japan or Shishima, whatever it is, isn't it? What say Kanagawa? Kanagawa by place. by Hokusai. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also got um, a, a Basquiat print knocking about that was meant what to put up with guy? today. Spell Basquiat. What sorry? B a s q u i a t. Smashed it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> spell Basquiat. <laughs> Also, it's not that hard to spell. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. Do you know what? I, I love a spe- I love a spelling bee. My, it's not my, like there's any silent letters no, going the on. The thing with me is, um, I think I've said this before. Like, when I get drunk, I challenge people to spelling tests. Have you seen? So I sometimes watch uh, spelling tests on spelling on, bees. Yeah, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, right. The, yeah. I saw one on TikTok the other day that had me howling. Right. It was this little kid, about ten years old. Uh, was he wh- Indian? No, white. Oh. Right, and this is important. Uh, and he had sort of one of those southern drawl, my dad might be racist accents. Yeah, okay. You know, like, I'm here at the Spelling Bee, yeah. and I'm a show all them people, the, the whites are the, the, the young boys, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. best spellers, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, right, uh, the, the word comes up, and it's a word for an Ethiopian king, right? Selassie. And, no, 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 yeah. no. It's it, it. It was like an old word okay. for an Ethiopian king, and the word was negus, n e g u s, right? And the, the, that's why the video went viral is because you could see the little boy's face, and he clearly heard that word before, yeah. probably screamed at by his dad when someone <laughs> undercut him on the motorway, yeah. <laughs> and he's like. Can you uh, spell the word again? <laughs> Can you use, use the a, word in yeah. a sentence? Yes. Your dad told me he had. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> no, it was. It was. It was like an an Ethiopian king uh, of the blah 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 dynasty, uh, active in Africa. He's the, the king of the. <laughs> <laughs> the new film by Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, it, it, it went viral, and I just remember the little kid's face because he was like, "Should I? it?" Reminded me of you know the South Park episode with Randy Marsh. Oh, that's so funny. People naggers, who, people who annoy you. People, yeah, yeah, it's naggers, people that nag. <laughs> That's one of my favourite bits of South Park. It was so funny. It's one of the funniest bits as well, when the when the cameraman just moves like this and it's a black guy. It's oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. funniest. South fuck. Park is so good. South Park's amazing. So good. And do you know what? I remember as a kid, South Park was like fart jokes. It was like, oh, uh, Cartman's got something stuck up his ass and he's yeah. farting loads. 
And then, at some point, the writers were like, let's do incredible political satire yeah, and, yeah. co- and commentary. And it's just, it's incredible. It's properly good satire, too. Oh, it's so funny. It's so yeah. good. Better than the stuff we do. We don't do satire in the UK. No, 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 no. no, no. Why do you think that might be? I don't think we've ever really done... Well, that's a lie. I think in the 80s, when when Thatcher was in power, I think the UK was so divided, it was easier to do satire. Yeah. Now, I think there are so many red Tories and blue Labour voters... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...that it's actually quite difficult to find the bit which is satirical. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But also, it seems like the people who are in power... I mean, everyone says this. You can't write anything funnier than what they're doing. Yeah. Well, no, I disagree with that. Really? Why? I disagree with that because I think you can always write something funnier Ooh. than what's going on. Like, I don't think for a moment that what they are doing is the epitome or epitome or however you say it yeah. of comedy, right? Yeah. I think that this whole idea that, like, they're just too silly to parody – that's a lazy excuse by people who I think should know better. What I think the problem yeah. is, it's I, I think partly the problem is social media. Yep. I think that if you're going to create really good cop, uh, topical content in the 80s, you had a week to write it. Yep. Whereas now, you got three hours. Because in the first three hours of a story breaking, you're in a race against everyone in the world. Yeah, and yeah, some of these people sit at their computers and have Photoshop skills like a fucking ninja. Yeah, and yeah. they can take your face and they can... Cassette Boy can make it sound like you're singing, you know, Rage Against the Machine or whatever. You know, there's loads of super talented people and you're against that and you're being compared to that. So I think that in terms of... Uh, satire, the bar has been raised so much through social mediacy and the immediacy uh, sorry, social media and the immediacy of it is so important that it, it, it just makes it really tough. But the, I, I, I take your point but I don't think the immediacy is the thing that makes it satirical because Cassette Boy, I wouldn't say he's satirical, I would say that it's funny, Yeah, but it's not a satirical take, it's not comforting the afflicted is it? No, that's remember, true. Remember Chris Morris, Chris Morris once said that satire is about uh, comforting the afflicted and making the comfortable uncomfortable, something like that. Okay. But <clears throat> that whole notion of comforting the afflicted, I mean, like even we've, we talk about censorship sometimes. There was a time, I think Jimmy Carr said this, the right used to censor. Now it's the left doing the censoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I have never once ever... In twelve, nearly twelve years of comedy, I've yeah. never once had somebody come up to me after a gig who was right wing and went, "You can't be oh, saying that." Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never, it, never, never. In terms of, it's like, never. Why did you spell? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna spell it, <laughs> yeah, spell it properly. It's not fucking wordle, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Spell it properly, um, but yeah, it's so for me personally. I understand what you're saying. Like, like it's always some sort of like blue-eyed girl with fucking twenty odd piercings in her face. Yeah, you know. And so um, I think what's happened is that's not for me. It's slightly conf- conflated where the target of the joke is, and to the point about you know what we can't write something funnier than what the government are doing. I agree. Yeah, of course we can. We're comedians. We should be able to do it. Yeah, but. The things they're doing, you almost couldn't write it. Yeah. Like, it seems so made up that the Prime Minister would, for example, tell everyone, you can't fucking go and have a party. But in my head, 
<laughs> what this feels like is to use a football analogy. It's like I've given you an open goal and you've missed it, and you've got it was almost too easy to score. It's like, what are you talking about? Okay, right. You should still be able to put it in the back of there. Even if what you need to do isn't complicated, you don't need to do an awful lot with it. You just have to direct it in the right way. Then you but should then still be that, able to do that. But I agree. But then does that make it interesting for the people watching? Because, like, I think for me, the satirical take would be why Boris was right to have a party. Okay. And you have to draw the balance between what's contrarian for yeah. being contrarian's sake and what's funny about that. Yeah. But then also to social media, your point, if I were to take that position, yeah, people would be like, oh, he's, he's a raging Tory. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people think that the terms like uh, right wing and Tory and free speech are all like an interchangeable person mm, and it's yeah. all the same. And it, you, you take one out and you can just as easily put the other one in. And I also as well, fucking hate this is an absolute pet peeve of mine is that whenever we talk about what you can and can't say on stage mm. it gets suckered into a debate about free speech yeah, it all the pisses me yeah, off yeah, yeah. so much because it's got nothing to do with free speech yeah uh, well, it, I say it has nothing to do with free speech. It's a separate issue. Yeah. So for me personally, it's not about free speech. It's about freedom of artistic expression. And that's a that's a different thing. Absolutely. And also, look, I come from South Asian stock, Pakistan, Bangladesh. <laughs> I mean, the stuff I can say here... Yeah. Do you think I can go on a stage in Pakistan and say those things? Of course I fucking can't. Yeah. You've got to be joking. Yeah. So sometimes when I see these debates about free speech, I'm like... The fact that you can even have a debate about free speech yeah. is a privilege in and of itself. We don't have an issue here. But you can't... I mean, we don't have absolute free speech in the UK, yeah. and nor should we. No, like, well, absolutely. It'd be insane. Yeah, but the level of free speech we do have... Is, is pretty good. Like, even compared to America, I'd yeah. say. Like, forget, forget the comedy sitcom writers, yeah. and maybe with stand-up. There are people with guns there, for fuck's sake. Sure. Do you know what I mean? You could... I've had someone turn up with a knife at a gig yeah. to one of my gigs. Yeah. That I could probably deal with because I have to come into very close combat. But if someone turns up with a gun, yeah. I'm fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of you outrunning someone with a knife. You, you've backed yourself I'm quick. Cardiovascular-wise, I would be fucking stabbed, mate. I'd be, I'm quick over short distances. I'd be like, no, mate. I'd be like, look... I'd rather die not out of breath. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'd rather you just I'd rather you just do it now and I wasn't sweaty and you know, fucking dying for breath for me yeah, asthma. You, yeah, you'd rather be the dying for breath be the actual death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to warming up to it. Listen, mate, I'm not gonna get away from you. So let's <laughs> let, just, just have, at it, have it now. Do you know what? I'd rather you stab me in a comfortable chair. Yeah. Can be... I just sit on the arm? <laughs> With a beer in my hand, my favourite beer. Yeah. And then you go at it. Yeah, you just American psycho me. You Patrick Bateman the shit out of me. I don't care, yeah. mate. I don't Do care. You know I reckon people would be more accepting of ISIS if they did execution videos like that. <laughs> <laughs> that look, we are going to kill you, but this is your last time with us. Uh, so how what about this? Want? How about this, right? <laughs> ISIS execution videos, yeah. but in the in the style of Total Wipeout. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's them. There's it's, actual acid. Yeah, under it's the them balls. four massive big balls with some vat of acid underneath. 
You see people like, I, I don't want to do it. That wall with fucking things, yeah. it's just knives and fucking yeah, yeah. shit. Oh, that'd be so funny. You get Richard Hammond commentating over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking a turn for the win. Really shitty puns as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he just got burned. <laughs> He's going to be so furious when he comes out. <laughs> oh, that didn't go to plan. <laughs> a, a bad day at the office for Jeremy there. <laughs> That'd be such ISIS wipeout. That'd be fucking sick. Everybody would watch it. Even people who ate ISIS, they'd be like, I, I'll My, watch this. Uh, Al Qadira's castle. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. And instead, instead of going across with holding the rings, you've got to put your neck through them. And try. <laughs> okay. We've all had a bit of fun here. Oh, God, we are 16, 17 minutes in. Do you know what? We've just proven that free speech thing pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I feel comfortable making that joke here, but... I reckon once I hit Turkey, I don't believe in free speech that much. No, 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 no. I'm not That's doing the it. Thing. The free speech jockeys, you're like, okay, you want absolute free speech? Go and say the things you want to say in front of these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. all censor ourselves. Yeah. The things that we say to each other, not so much off mic, but that we would say in a green room. Yeah. Because we're mates. Yeah. Not what I'd say to my nana. Of course. You know, of course. Of course. And the things that we are going to say to each other at the roast is... Oh, boy. Have you written much for that? I've written a very tiny bit. Have you? I've not had as much time as I would have liked. I wrote a bit on the way here. And I'm... So, I mean, I mean I'm worried about Freddie, I think. Mate. So, I'll, I'll tell you what I've written because this will go out after the roast has been out. Okay. So this is the joke that I wrote on the way here, just to start off. Who's it about? I'll tell you the joke. Uh, what's, um, what's, what's, fucking hell. What's blue and small? A Smurf. And I'm gonna wait for that to get nothing. I'm gonna go, oh really? Okay, okay, try a different one. What's blue and small? Finn Taylor's premature baby. And I'm going to go, if you sat there thinking too soon, that's what the doctor said. There you go. Finn, and the thing is, as we know, Finn Taylor's not going to do anything about that. <laughs> it's going to be furious. I would love to see Finn Taylor fight you. Why? It'd just be really funny. I don't think he would. I th I th can you fight? I, I, I can fight for a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Which, With a mic, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if we were in, if we were in like a rough pub on a Friday night, yeah, then I wouldn't be starting anything. Do you know okay, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if we were in a green room at fucking twenty one Soho or whatever in London, I'd be oh, yeah, like, yeah. I'm the hardest person here yeah. by a mile. Who, who? Okay, if you're in a green room and it's all kicking off, yeah. Who would you want in the green room? What to back me up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I think Emmanuel Sanubi just to start. I don't know if he can fight. Oh, Emmanuel Sanubi is so big he doesn't need to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like saying, uh, can the BFG yeah. throw down? It's like, yeah. it doesn't matter, he's 27 feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you'd want Troy Hawk. 
Yeah. Because he's massively he into his massive. fucking martial yeah. arts. I reckon you'd want Longley as well. Longley's a bit of a nutcase. The thing is, is I would take Longley over Troy. And that's not because I think that uh, he's harder or anything like that. Longley's up for a scrap. It's because, but it's because Longley looks harder. Yeah, yeah, Troy yeah, looks yeah. gorgeous. He does, he does Do you know what I mean? Gorgeous, yeah. And gorgeous people tend to not be able to fight because they've got I'm some, the exception to the rule. Well, they've got something to lose. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah. So with ugly people, they make good fighters because they go, I can't come out of this looking any worse. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, so I lose a tooth. Do you know what I mean? It will add to the charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? The the Fiat Chiquento's just got a fucking scratch on the back. It's not us. Do you know what I mean? Whereas when you go in with your Ferrari, you're yeah. like, no one touch me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I would also take, uh, do you know who Colin Cole is? No. Colin Cole is a Australian comedian. Yeah. Did jonglers in the uh, like 90s and early 2000s. Right, okay. Was... Ex-bouncer, and he's about seven feet tall. Like, he's, he's literally enormous. So I'm just taking giants. All the big all the big guns. Yeah, but but the big beefy guns. I'm not taking yeah. Rob Mulholland. Do you know what I mean? Rob Mulholland in a fight would be like, you know those things they have outside uh, used car showrooms? fucking what they're called. It'd be like trying to trying to catch a daddy long leg with a pint glass, <laughs> <laughs> just watching it squirm out yeah. the way. Yeah. Oh fucking hell, mate! Um, Have you ever been in a fight? Yeah, I've been in some scraps. Uh, what's your win ratio? Well, I don't know. Look, in a fight, who really wins? Because both like of you the, have knocked up a bit. You've all been knocked out. Yeah, but the person that sort of like, if it's a fight, fight, there's usually a winner and a loser. I would say I've probably won about 75% of the fights. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Basically, because there's a switch yeah. somewhere in there. Oh, that goes off? Yeah. You can channel, like, um, years of, like, like um, you Oppression, know, pa- passive races. Yeah, everything. But the thing is, is, like, the switch is one where, you know when you get drunk and you feel no pain? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to that point where I'm like, you know, there was a time in my life where, I punched cars and headbutted windows and stuff like that. Really? Just got just absolutely lost. I wouldn't have that with you. Yeah, I know. Was that the trader lifestyle though? The the Wolf of Wall no, Street. No, it was just just after my banking days, uh, and I just had a bit of a breakdown, and the Did breakdown you? resulted in me just being an absolute fucking nut job. Really? The amount of things I broke, the number of fights I got into was insane. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never have you down as that. I know. It's because you look so lovely and lovable and lovely and lovable huggable now, but. Underneath you belies yeah, a killer. Way absolute killer. But <laughs> yeah, there was a time where I just, I think 20, 24 to 27, I was like, bad. Really? Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't have a teenage meltdown. Ah, all right. Okay. In my teenage years, you know. Too, too busy being paid at boarding school. Yeah, I was, just too, I was just too nice and I was really scared of my mum and just, you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. listen, very good Asian boy in that well, sense. Well, I think, I think uh, Asian parents are so different in the way that they, like, raise kids and stuff. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, so I used to be a teacher, obviously. So, like, I, I can honestly count on one hand the amount of <laughs> really bad Asian kids that I taught. Uh, but what I would say is when they were bad, they were little fucking arseholes yeah Yeah, like when they were bad they were really hard work but generally speaking like all you need to do is you go what if I call mum and they go oh shit yeah 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 she'll hit me with a fucking broom is what'll happen oh yeah I mean my mum 
My mum, she, she used to hit me with weapons, and the weapons were like rolling pins. Uh, Sorry, she, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh at violence towards children. She threw an iron at me once. Uh, she sounds like she's a character in Cuphead. Yeah, no, she, <laughs> you need mental. to defeat. Her, her way of discipline was mental. Once, right during my during, during the three years where I was like completely mental. Yeah, my mum and I got into a proper shouting match. Right. Yeah. And she got so fucking angry with me. Yeah. She screamed at the top of her lungs in Bengali, but I'll translate because I'm assuming you have very many Bengali listeners. She said, if I killed you, I'd go to jail. So I wish I could put you back inside and have an abortion instead. Wow. What's that sound like in Bengali? I just heard the word abortion. Abortion. (laughs) (laughs) Is there no word for abortion? No, because actually, Bengalis don't like that. That's why there's there's 180 fucking million of them. Yeah, they're worried that if there was a word for it, it'd catch on. Yeah, catch on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's not possible. Yeah. We don't have the technology. Yeah, Bangladesh is twinned with Texas. Okay, <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I knew this was a bad idea. <laughs> Maybe we're going to bring it out the worst in each other. I know, awful. But yeah, no, my mum my mom was the, the disciplinarian. And then as, she, as I got older and she knew that the way she was hitting me yeah. wasn't really causing me any pain. Yeah. Uh, she Very good tactics up. Yeah. So what she'd do is, see, this part of kind of just under... What, she learnt pressure points? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So she took my tricep, pulled the skin and twisted it. Fucking painful. Whoa. So painful. Jesus Christ. But she was the best woman in the world. Absolutely amazing. Like, she was yeah, mental yeah, yeah. and she disciplined, but she was fucking great. <laughs> I would have it no other way. And it's been interesting, actually, right? Because I thought... <clears throat> I thought that when it came to me having kids or whatever, my attitude to discipline would be similar to my mum's. Yeah. Which is like, beat the shit out of them and they'll be in line. Yeah. And it's funny, for a long time, I was a bit like, I think that's what I want to do. But I've realised with like nieces and nephews, Mm -hmm. even my dog. Yeah. I'm just not like that at all. Yeah, I'm a, well, I I don't want kids at the moment myself, but I'm a, uh, with my dog, I'm a worrier. So even though I, usually couldn't give a shit about anything if my dog so much as fucking coughs or shit I'm like is he alright yeah, is he okay yeah. it's like he's a dog he's just coughing it's like yeah but is he okay is it could be it could be that new but strain about- of something that I've read about on the internet do you know what my dog does is he so when I'm eating obviously he's a Jack Russell he tries to get my attention yeah, right? yeah. so um, what he does is he'll try and he, he used to try and bark and try and get up on my lap and stuff and so I constantly push him down push him down you gotta teach him and stuff yeah and then what he did one day is he started being sick, right? Yeah. And so he was like this. And immediately... He was waiting coming out. Well, this is it. Immediately I looked at him and he stopped. And he was like, some food, food? please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what's you little fucker. Yeah. What he'd done is he'd learned to pretend to be sick. Yeah. So it was like having me dinner with Karen Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I tried eating, I just hear... <laughs> <laughs> It's like Jesus Christ. But do you? How do you? When that when when your dog's acting up? Yeah. What's your discipline strategy? Uh, it depends what he's doing. So, what I do is I actually follow quite a bit of dog training videos yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, I love it, mate. So, um, so what I tend to do is I know that food motivates him, 
So I'll put him into like a. I'll, I'll basically. <laughs> Do you want this? Do you want this tree? <laughs> you laugh, but one time. So one time, I we had to cut his nails. He didn't like having his nails oh, cut. Uh, cutting nails is And tough. so the only way that I could do it was I put him into a headlock yeah, yeah. While, while we tried to cut his nails. And he got free of the headlock, moved his head, smacked his fucking skull against the bridge of my nose and bust my nose open. <laughs> I was like, you little fucking cunt. And he looked at me like, what, bro? What, what, what bro? What do you want me to do? What do you want? So I got Emmanuel Sanubi and... <laughs> Dave Longley <laughs> and Colin Colrad and we fucking knocked the shit out of him. Um, no, I'll tell you what it is. I try and get him into like a... I, I, I don't sort of even acknowledge his shittiness. Like if he's been a dick, I'll go no or stop or have those commands. And as soon as he stops, then I'll try and distract him by getting him to do a trick and then I'll give him a trick. Yeah, okay, fine, yeah. So he's like, oh, I want this. What? Oh, sit down. Yeah, right. Oh, cool. Treat. Yeah. What were we talking about? And then that kind of yeah. snaps him out Something of it a little bit. bit. Yeah, it's interesting the attitude to discipline because I'm fairly lax with my dog, but even like I was saying with nephews and nieces. What? But you've got a uh, what have you got? A jackapoo. A jackapoo. So yeah. the thing is, is that the poo cancels out the jack. Yeah. So poodles are like the fucking loveliest. Like yeah, she is absolutely amazing. But now she's taken to. Making sure I ask her multiple times to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we're out on a walk and she sees something, I'll call her back and she'll just stare at me being like, I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No, no you, you have to come now. She's like, no, I don't. Yeah, the we'll thing about that is, nah, like, I don't have to. I'm like, you're yeah. a fucking shit bag. Well, do you know what? The one thing that my dog's always done is had great recall because I know that if it doesn't, I'd, I'd never get him back. Oh my God, we just turned into those Asian parents and start. <laughs> Talking about their kids. Well, my dog's a great recall. My dog's recall is so good. He's been doing it since before he was born. <laughs> love your, I love it when you go full Asian. It's very funny. I, There's um, different kinds of Asian. Me and me and Dan Nightingale used to uh, do Bradford Asian on the phone. Oh, bloody hell, great. That's uh, a great good. accent, that, bro. Keep it's, doing it. Talk, talk like this. Start welcome the whole podcast, welcome to Pigoted Podcast, bro. Uh, the editor, can you just cut that bit? No. <laughs> Cut that bit. Uh, I don't want to be cancelled, bro. Um, bro, don't cancel me, innit? Love Why it. you cancel me like that for? Love it. Do you know I used to... Um, so, you know, I, I once learnt Gujarati to try and get a date yes. with an Asian girl. I told yeah. you this, didn't I? But, what, what? Tell me the story again, because I remember it vaguely. So, I, I, I learnt uh, how to say, you're very beautiful. And then what is that? And then, uh, I think it's something like, Tubo Ruparicha, or something oh, like that. Oh, Tubo Ruparicha, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I said it. Yeah. <laughs> Not in my bloody Lancashire action. Two, ball, <laughs> bloody Rupert. Yeah, you hear me, lass? Um, yeah, and then I said, um, uh, I, I learned how to say I can speak Gujarati, Muti Gujarati Bolai. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. I tried that time. Um, and those were the two things that I learned. I thought it'd be a really cool thing because yeah. I just assumed that the next thing that she would have said was like, uh, how, how do you know that? Yeah. And so anyway, I walked up to her and I was like, um, you know, Tubo Ruparicha or whatever. And she went, what? And I was like, shit, uh, Tubo Ruparicha. And she went, are you speaking Gujarati? And I went, I'm going to have to just go with my other one line here. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, so, Muti Gujarati Bolai. <laughs> and she went, I speak her too. And I was like, 
Cool. I'll just go away. Yep. Feeling... See you later. It's, it's quite weird to feel dejected and racist this at the, the same time. <laughs> You're like, oh, I actually wanted to do the opposite of racism too. Would it? Did, did, did that not enamour? I wanted that. to opposite racism. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sex yeah. is opposite racism. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Reparation sex. <laughs> You, uh, did, did it not enamour? Nah, she wasn't asked. She wasn't Oh, No, no, no. Sure. I know, I know. Yeah, that's the thing with Asian girls, they're a bunch of twats. Well, I have been on dates with Asian girls before, and it has been as close to a military exercise as I can possibly imagine. Oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, my God. <coughs> oh, my God, someone just saw us. Uh, really? Because we appear to be in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, no, I think that that car that just drove past, that's the same car as my auntie's neighbour's fucking mobile yeah. hairdresser. Bro, like, the last time that happened to me was, what, four or five years ago? Yeah. Got chatting this girl. I mean, this was the worst of all the kind of dates like that that I've been on. She, what, she, there's a, near my house, this kind of in, in, industrial retail park type yeah. place. So she was like, oh, I'm here at the Nando's, obviously. So she was at the Nando's and she said, come and meet me here. So yeah. we got to the car park and she's in her car. She goes, oh, come, come to my car. And I was like, this is the first time I'm seeing you. I don't want to get into your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, no, please, please get into my car. Like, okay, fine. She got into the car. She turns the ignition on and starts driving. I'm like, where Ooh. the hell are you going? And she's like, no, no, we need to get to a dark corner. And I'm like, is there someone at the back? And am I going to yeah. get jumped? <laughs> yeah. She goes, no, no, no. My brother comes here a lot. I just don't want him to see me with a bloke out here. Right? I was like, okay, fine. So then she reverses the car into this dark corner, facing in towards the car park. Yeah. And she was basically like <laughs> fucking Adam Rowe, one eye on me and one eye on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say she was always on her phone. Yeah, all no, that too. And she was just, um, <laughs> just. I, was like, I couldn't have a conversation with her. Can you give me a blowjob? I've just signed a deal with Manscaped. <laughs> oh God, no, you can't because she's constantly. They're like um, a, a, a rescue cat. Do you know what I mean? They're like yeah. constantly sort of like looking around. Do you know one thing I really want to do though as a YouTube show is a date. Have you have you ever been on a date with someone their chaperone was there? No. I've done those. That's insane. And the chaperone is like a brother or an uncle. Oh. And they're sitting at the table with you. I mean, to be fair, the reason that I haven't done that is because if they are that Asian I'm not getting a first date do you know do you know what I mean like listen listen we're a chaperone family but we don't mind a marrying fat white people yeah. <laughs> chaperone dates are mad because really what you're doing is dating the chaperone uh, do you know what I mean you're yeah, trying to impress yeah. the chaperone yeah 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 as opposed to the girl yeah 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 does the chaperone say anything yeah what? Well, there's extremes. There's a chaperone that sits at the same table. Yeah. There's a chaperone that sits a table away. Like they do when disabled people die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrible. And then there's a chaperone who sits in the same restaurant but far away. Or cafe. Right. There's a chaperone who sits in the car. Basically, the, the level of liberalism... Is their proximity to the date? So, if they're further and further away, they're like, oh, we're chill. Like, people will say, we're a really chill family. He was in the car the whole time. What? Chaperone. They're like, yeah, but 
the car was fucking facing me through so, the window. So, oh my god! So what does so what does the guy does he just sit in the car for an hour? He sits in the car and just if you need to get out times you for 45 minutes I love the idea that there's somebody listening to this in the car in a week's time going what are the odds bro what are the, yeah, what are the odds bro I'm doing that right now right now I'm doing it my sister's in there <laughs> oh fucking hell um, yeah it's in the 45 minutes beeps the horn we're done no yeah. that's just I mean it, but also I, I I get it. On paper, it sounds horrific. Yeah. But think about the amount of times to get saved. Think about the number of shit dates you've had to endure. Yeah. For hundreds of pounds. Yeah. If there's a chaperone there after 45 minutes saying, right, let's go. We're done. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd still rather not have him there. Because you could probably meet somebody who's dead nice who you definitely have a connection with, mm. or you would have a connection with, but they're not bringing out them tr- their true selves. Because the date is essentially pointless, because neither of you are being your true self. See, I disagree. I think there's something quite fun and quite sexy about her knowing the chaperone's in the car, and she's there going, I want to suck your cock right now. <laughs> is that what gets said? Of course, sometimes. Do you know what? I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I would love to be a chaperone at a date that you're on. Really? That'd be fucking hilarious. Why do you think? Like, just... I think it'd just be really funny, like... Just me going, uh, two ball, <laughs> Rupert, <laughs> check. Tamil. <laughs> <laughs> who who would be a good chaperone in comedy? Um, I think Dan would be a good chaperone, to be fair. Dan Nightingale? Yeah. No. No? No. Why not? Well, Dan is, is, is a conversation... Uh, Steerer, he's not a he's not a passenger, is okay, he? Okay, that's true. Well, no, I mean? then, then no comedian. No, no comedian. Be be good. Well, or if you're gonna have a uh, have someone like introspective and thoughtful, do you know what I mean? Like like yeah. somebody Peter Brush. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? He'd be lovely. Yeah, it's true. Great. He's not intimidating everybody. Yeah. You don't want a massive fucking growling like that <sighs> trying to fuck my niece. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's going on, and I can't even hide yeah. it. You can't fuck my niece before I can. <laughs> I get first dibs I've known her longer. It's getting, getting more and more cockney. What? Oh, Jeff? Take boy out of East London, mate. Fucking. Fuck you, Jeff. What? Swear to fucking. Oh, shit, See, man. What's really funny about that is so my dad, he came to the UK when he was 15. Yep. If you speak to him now, you know, he's been a paramedic 24 years. Perfectly fluent English accent. There's the odd word where. The consonant is slightly strongly pronounced. Like what? Like, I don't know. I can't, like... Turn the dab on, he might say. Oh, right, okay, okay. Just certain words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, he's got an English accent. Okay. But my dad, because he moved to this country when he was 15, and he moved to the east end of London, when he gets angry, he turns cockney, and it's fucking weird. So he'd be talking to me, being like, tell your mum to shut up, please. She's weird. Please, can you ask her to be quiet? And then he'll be like... Fucking hell, woman! I told you to shut the fuck up! What's wrong with you? Doing my nine? And you're like, who the hell? Why is my dad turning yeah. to Danny Dyer? <laughs> I, Daddy Dyer. Uh, excuse me, could you turn off the dip? Please turn off the dip. What the fucking hell? Do you feel fucking made of money, you cunt? 
I'll tell you what, you can fucking ring you switch next time and get us to change fucking tariff. Be on hold for 45 fucking minutes. Turn off the dab. Oh. He hate the big lights being turned on as well. Turn the fucking big lights off. You stupid cat. Um, I love I love Cockney accents. Can you do many accents? You can- well, you know, my, my claim to fame. I'll have a word with all my amazing accents. I don't listen to it. So so which ones can you do? Any any accent, mate. There is not an accent in the world that I cannot do. I'm learning Jordan Peterson at the moment. Can you do Jordan Peterson? Kermit. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I'm Jordan. Why does he sound like a little girl? <laughs> Feminism. Feminism is a real problem. Feminism is not real. He sounds he sounds like the people that he hates. Yeah. <laughs> Just make your bed. Once you make your bed, there's so much more productivity. Do you, do you, so do you know... That was pretty good, actually. So do you know what? I started... I, so I'm trying to do it because I think it'd be funny to do. And I'm... Uh, uh, Why I'm, don't you do it now? I'm listening... Well, I, what I do is I listen to an audio book. I listen to the 12 Rules for Life and it's yeah. narrated by him. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll not listen to any of the rules of for life, yeah. but I'll keep periodically just saying what he said okay. and trying to. So I have a leading phrase to try and do Jordan Peterson, which is um, "Do your job." That's do your job. Do your job. Yours much deeper baritone. Yeah. If you wake up in the morning, you got to go down and make your bed, and once you've made your bed, you need to go out into the world and find a job. Why is he Irish? I don't know. <laughs> go to Dublin. <laughs> Spend some time on the Emerald. Connor McGregor Peters. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> oh my god! Do you know what we were meant to talk about? Whether or not uh, young footballers have a problem today, and we've just fucking ignored the whole script. We've, we'll have to do it just so I have something to title this video. Uh, so should we get serious? You ready for this? Oh god, here we go. And. I mean, serious. that was such a jarring shift of pace. <laughs> well, I'm worried. I was like, we've not talked about anything. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peterson, let's talk about football or rape. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was very much like the tone of that conversation was like, you know, when you get off an aeroplane in a hot country, <laughs> you, go, you go, woof. Whoa! We had Irish Jordan Peterson. Now let's talk about Mason fucking Greenwood. Jesus! Oh Jesus! Um, Okay, so yeah, uh, is there? And and this is what we were going to talk about as a debate and a chat, which is what this podcast is usually about. (laughs) We we don't do that other word nonsense around here, lad. Um, uh, So. Um, obviously, we'll. I mean, we can use Jordan Peterson as a Jordan Peterson. Fucking use Mason Greenwood. Greenwood. Don't get those two mixed <laughs> up. Don't get those two mixed up. Um, uh, we'll use him as a jumping-off point. Uh, but footballers in general, like for example, uh, the footballer, <laughs> the very unfortunately named footballer David Goodwillie, yeah. who. <laughs> Who is a convicted rapist, and with a surname like that, oh, it's not. It's a very bad Willie. Yeah. <laughs> bad <enough>. Willie. <laughs> David Bad Willie. <laughs> Jesus, it's not nominative determinism, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, he's been signed by Wraith Rovers, right? Yeah. And Sorry, what Rovers? <laughs> <laughs> 
Serious. <laughs> That's going to be the bit that goes out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just got off the aircraft. Yeah. Whoa, that's that Abu Dhabi sunshine right getting me right Doha. in the face. Abu Doha, right. <laughs> right. So he's been signed by Wraith Rovers, yeah. um, and he is like a actual convicted, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know exactly what he's been convicted of, but... You know. Sexual assault, yeah, like, yeah, rapist, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, Chad Evans got signed, didn't he, as well? He's, he plays for North End now. North End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what was really funny about the Chad Evans thing, right, is that um, he played for Fleetwood Town before Preston, right? And when Preston North End signed him, there were loads of my friends are Preston North End fans, and they were all like, oh, it's a bloody disgrace. It's terrible. His past and what he brings to the club, and I don't care if he got found guilty or not guilty. At the end of the day, there's standards Preston North End as a football club, a family club no less. There's standards that we have to uphold, and that man is tantamount to destroying those standards that are the bedrock of my club. And he only got three goals in 24 games last season. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the idea it's like if you're going to sign a rapist at least one that can do a job, job. <laughs> on the pitch I, I want a 20 goal a season nonce he's about to do a job on the pitch and on the pitch it doesn't make it anyway yeah, you know what I mean now look if this is a rapist that has a, a goal in every other game goal scoring record we might make the playoffs yeah. all is forgiven everyone deserves a second chance yeah, yeah, yeah. but three goals in 24 in league one not even worth it not worth the risk <laughs> Mate, yeah, 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 and I do think that there's an element of that is that uh, people sort of like uh, the morals leave them when it suits, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, but, of course. But the David Goodwillie thing, uh, what I found was amazing is that the captain of the women's team, who's been a captain there for 10 years, she resigned in process. She right. went, I've been the captain here for a decade, I can't have this, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. gone, yeah. and it's hardly like the female captain of Wraith Rovers is going to be, like, snapped up. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's essentially quit. Her quit. main course of living, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't quit comedy for... Do you know what I mean? If, if I was on the same lineup as somebody who was Dodge, I wouldn't be like... <laughs> I quit the game. I might be like, I'm not playing with him, but I wouldn't yeah, be like, I quit uh, the game. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, is... I mean, let's start with United. We're both United fans. Gigs in Greenwood seem to be the number eleven shirt seems to be pretty cursed. Yeah, um, with those men, Ronaldo yeah. and Van Persie have also been embroiled in stuff. I didn't know about Van Persie. Yeah, he's been embroiled in some sort of rape allegation. Really? Yeah. You know, uh, you know uh, the footballer Cleberson. Yeah. Uh, there is a, uh, and I have to put this in air quotes for the. Um, uh, uh, for the purpose of not being sued uh, allegedly uh, the reason that he signed uh, in the January window and not the summer window was because his girlfriend in um, uh, uh, Brazil was 15 oh yeah 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 because yeah. it was recently a Brazilian footballer who moved to Spain uh, yes well uh, uh, Watford player Jao Pedro Jao Pedro yeah. yeah he's married to a 15 year old yeah, so but he got... was 17 at the time so it's not like yeah. ultimate nonce and his but I think the age of consent was 14 right yeah 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 so and yeah so in Spain they were like why are you posting pictures of a 15 year old girl he's like it's my girlfriend <laughs> that's <laughs> that's good Brazilian isn't it 
Oh, fucking hell. For a minute, I could close my eyes and think I was at Ben Brazil. Yeah, yeah. She might go to French. I wonder why it's Louis Van Gaal suddenly. She's Dutch-Brazilian. Dutch-Brazilian. Yeah. But look, I think the thing with... It's a bit like... Oh, is it your joke? No, Adam Ray's joke about... Wow. Wow. Do you know what? That was very close. That was very close. That was very close to the fucking end of a Hollyoaks episode, wasn't it? Is that glass? Yeah. Jesus, I shouldn't have laughed. Yeah, that would have killed me. Are you all right? I'm absolutely (laughs) fine. I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice until it was down there. How's it not cracked? I don't know. Oh, well, that's uh, 25 quid I'll never see again. Anyway, you were saying... I was saying uh, that at a certain level of wealth... Yeah. For some reason, you know... Well, we know the reason. At a certain level of wealth, the power gets to you. Yeah. You're basically untouchable. Yeah. And for boys and men especially, for some reason, a big part of that power is exerting sexual power. Uh-huh. Now, at a certain level, billionaires, whatever, for some reason, they want to exert that power over children mm-hmm. because they feel like that's all that's left. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're a billionaire, yeah. you can fuck anyone, basically. But at footballers, yeah. some of them might be nonsense. Adam Johnson, I'm looking at you. Yeah. But they just think they're untouchable. Mm. And, you know, when I started my... When I was working in banking... I worked in the football space, so I was a banker for footballers, actors, and actresses. Wow. Right? So I used to go into football clubs pitching for business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd see, you know, I remember seeing a very young Jack Wilshere. Yeah. Just not bothered about anything anyone was saying. Well, it's funny you should mention this, because obviously, um, <laughs> obviously, uh, uh, you know, Adam and Dan, you know, over at Have A Word are making a bit of money now. Yeah. I had a little conversation with Adam where I sat him down, took him to one side, and I said, listen, I said, you're making a decent wedge of money now, but nothing lasts forever. Yeah. If you're smart, don't spend it, save it, it, invest it, and you can create a serious amount of wealth because you're happy now, but 10 years, 15 years, you could create wealth that would last a generation if yeah. you're really clever about it now. So save your money. And he took me to one side and he looked at me dead in the eyes and went, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was then that I realised that he completely understood that that's what he should do. Yeah. He just didn't want yeah, to. <laughs> and, you know, particularly with football, a lot of these boys you know, come from working class, very working class stock. Yeah. And they're suddenly thrust with 20, 30 grand a week. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, this isn't me trying to find excuses, but I think with someone like Mason Greenwood, the world at his feet, regarded as one of the best young talents in world football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got sponsorship deals coming through. And also, it wasn't like, back in the day, and I'm even talking the 2000s and the 90s here, back in the day, if you were an 18-year-old lad, it doesn't matter even how good you were, 
you want to suck the fucking dicks of, of the, all the senior players, thirty-two-year-old yeah. fucking people. So it doesn't matter how good you were as a, you know, the next world-class player. You're below the fucking shitty thirty-two-year-old club stalwart yeah. who isn't anywhere near as good at you as good as you. Never has been. Never will be. Yeah. But he's got seniority, and when he talks, you shut the fuck up and you listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just how it was everywhere. Mm. But now that hierarchy doesn't exist. Yeah. And they surround themselves by people who are like, "Yes, you're the best thing in the world. world yeah. You're incredible." These agents and all they care about is transfers. Yeah. The next commission they're going to the get. The big fee and stuff. Yeah. And I think that there is definitely a culture of telling young men you are the best and you can do literally anything, anything. that you want. Yeah. And I think that they take that literally. Yeah. And this is why I was so happy with the Djokovic stuff. Generally, I'm not a big fan of Australian border force. No. But actually, the fact that they said to Djokovic, yeah, you're Novak Djokovic, one of the greatest tennis players to have ever played the game. You broke the rules. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at some point, we have to draw the line. And with, I mean, that record, I heard the recording. It's the worst, isn't it? I mean, so it's bad. so fucking grim. And listen, if you're a young lad listening to this pod right now, don't be doing shit like that. Like, oh, mate, it's, it's so gross. It's it? gross. There is nothing sexier than consent, to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. You know, when a woman really wants to have sex with you, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Although I've realised if a woman has a much bigger sex drive than you, it's terrifying. Because <laughs> you can't keep up with it. You're like, what the fuck? I cannot do yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was so grim, and you know, none of us have the the right. Yeah. To just impose ourselves upon yeah. someone like that. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, uh, do you know what it made me think of as well? Is the amount of footballers in the last, even the last twelve months, but let's say the last three years, yeah. that have been outed as being, uh, let's just use a blanket term here and say, uh, sexually not good. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I'm not. I, you know, and that covers all. The let's fucking, say sexually immoral. Yeah. And that that covers everything from your Mason Greenwoods uh, to your Bissumas, you know, yeah. grabbing women in the club and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, that was never the case, uh, you know, back in the day. And, we're, you know, we're even going back 10 years or whatever. So the question is, is, is it a culture that we've created? And if so, can we do anything about it? Or is it a case of nowadays every single person has got a camera phone? Every single person has got a fucking access to record something and put it on the internet instantly so is it that footballers have always been like this and now they're just getting caught or is it that something within the game has changed i think not just football but it's just socially culturally it's been proven that it's always been like this yeah yeah, yeah. now people are getting caught yeah, yeah you know yeah. it's just with the the me too movement and all these other movements that <clears throat> are really elevating these these stories for women. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's great that it's bringing it to attention. And it does highlight that these issues have been around for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Mason Greenwood isn't the first footballer to have done this. And no. I'm loath to think, I don't think he'll be the last either. No. But, yeah, I would say that it's always been like this. The only difference is, if Alex Ferguson is your manager, and he finds out this has happened... yeah. I reckon he's coming round to your house 
and fucking clipping you around the back of the head. Well, there is a story. And taking you to the police himself. There is a story of when Ryan Giggs was a youngster and he went to a house party at Lee Sharp's. Yes, and I he know came around and dragged. Yeah, everyone started hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragged Ryan Giggs out of there. Yeah, that would never happen nowadays. No. But also as well, at that party, I don't imagine that it was full of. Uh, nicely sober but not too drunk women all consensually playing Twister do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like yeah. I imagine there was fucking a bit of debauchery pills going. and coke yeah, and all yeah. sorts of fucking passed out ramblings yeah. but there wasn't fucking Snapchat yeah. so it, you, you know it, it yeah. got under I, I genuinely think it's always been like this but now there are the tools for accountability A and B also I think on those tools for accountability with social media I think nowadays because so many women are putting themselves out on social media, you know, looking beautiful, looking amazing. I feel like some young men seem to think, oh, they want it. It's that whole, what's she wearing idea. Mm. So if you go to a club, you know, women want to look amazing, take pictures for Instagram. Yeah. And even if she's a bit flirtatious or whatever, if you're a young man, you're thinking, oh, I'm in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in yeah. here. And like, you know, in that scenario, the, on the voice recording, he was just like, you know, they were obviously on the cusp of having sex or something. Yeah, oh mate, I was screaming, have a wank. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just, he was like, put your legs up. And she goes, fucking... she literally says, I don't want to have yeah. sex with you. And why that made him think, shut up, just put your legs up. You're thinking, what? What are you, what's wrong with you? What? If you're that arsed, go and have a wank in one of the other eight bedrooms of your house. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know why you'd, oh God. But yeah. it, it, it's, it's just fucking uh, It's grim, weak. it's grim. And I, as much as I, as a player, loved Mason Greenwood. Yeah, yeah, you, you he, can't, you, you're dead to me. He's, yeah, he yeah, can't yeah. be playing for Man United or any football, really, until this thing well, is sorted out. That's one of, to be fair, that's one of the positives to come out of this situation. And I use the word positive lightly, but one of the positives is the overwhelming amount of traction I've seen on social media, especially off Man United fans, yeah. has been people going, that's disgusting. Get out of the club. The one thing I will say is, because I get a lot of flack for the whole Ronaldo thing, is, you know, Ronaldo may or may not be a rapist. Yeah. Why do you think... Is it because we've heard and seen stuff with Mason? Totally. So if I'd heard and seen the same thing about Ronaldo, I would have the same opinion. Because the minute that, like, those pictures that she put up were bad... Uh, but the voice recording was unforgivably bad, mm. and I can't myself. I'm, I'm very. I'm, I try to be very wary about not being too reactionary. Yeah. Uh, because we live in such a reactionary world nowadays, yeah. where anything goes online, and people are like, oh, can, "Cancel the career. They can never work again." And often there's yeah. two sides to every story. And sometimes people make a mistake in the moment that I don't believe should uh, impact them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. But the Mason Greenwood thing, what she uploaded was several. Well, her friends did. Oh, her friends did. Yeah. What, what? What? Sorry. Well, what they uploaded was several pictures that documented several occasions yeah. of her being um, abused yeah. and the voice recording as well. And if it was a voice recording, it means it's happened before. Yeah, which is totally. Do you know what I mean? She wasn't just occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like recording us today. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Note to self. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the other thing as well, though, is. But the, the only challenge with that, and I hope a lot of listeners will understand this as well, is a lot of women don't have evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Do you see what I mean? A lot of they, they don't take the pictures, or they don't record, or they, whatever it might be. Yeah, and they come forward, and this is why so many rapes and sexual assaults go unreported. Yeah, because they're just like, well, I can't go to the police because I've got nothing to say. Yeah, to them. yeah, yeah. And which is why so many sexual assault cases don't get prosecuted. Mm-hmm. So it's how you do that. I don't know. The very other extreme, the grim side of it and as has happened in America with lots of American footballers, where they've been accused of rape having not done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I don't know what the answer is. I'm a fucking comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. But something needs to happen where we're able to take people to task when they do something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also for women not to feel like, A, they can't come forward, but also the other side, oh, I can just accuse someone of doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not yeah. what we're saying is happening with Mason. I mean, yeah, th- I mean, there's never going to be a perfect situation yeah. or anything like that. What I found really interesting, and I sort of learned this recently when comedy had its own little Me Too movement, yeah. was about women's intuition. So, you know, when they, you know, you'll get women go, I just had a really bad feeling about him. And I always used to think, well, what the fuck what? does that mean? You had a bad feeling. What should we, what? What does a bad feeling mean? give me black and whiteness because that's what I understand but actually I've come to realise that women's intuition isn't just some silly made up thing it's it's a powerful thing because if I misjudge the character of a person and they get me alone nothing happens I don't the consequences for me is that I might be put in an awkward situation somebody might steal my wallet or something like that as a woman, if you misjudge a man's character yeah, you, and yeah. put yourself in a vulnerable position with him, the consequences are you might get raped and killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. have to develop a sense of sixth who's. Sense. Yeah. You have to develop that sixth sense in a way that we just don't need to fucking operate yeah. on. Which is completely true. But again, there's also the other side because I remember a few years ago, you know, a, a comedian said to me, "Oh, there are some women who say you're a bit creepy." I'm like, "Well." Why? And they go, oh, because you offered them lifts home after gigs. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. What? So now I've stopped. Yeah. I've stopped. And sometimes I feel a bit weird about it because I'm like, I'm in the middle of fucking Birmingham. Yeah. In a village somewhere. Yeah. I'm driving back to London. Yeah. She's finished the gig early and is about to walk to the train station by herself. Yeah. I'd rather give her a lift. Yeah. But I don't anymore. Oh, totally. Because it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, while we're being honest, there's some people who I think are a bit loopy on social media who are a bit erratic. If I work with them, I won't talk to them because mm. it's just not worth it. I'll no. be I'll be pleasant. I'll be polite and courteous. Yeah. Um, but I, I ain't fucking saying any more than two words. And the thing is, what I don't understand is, if I'm driving you home, me holding my cock <laughs> Fuck is yeah. just for my comfort. The way you put your hands on your tip. <laughs> it was an itch. <laughs> I just it just gives me my balls give me comfort. I'm not doing anything, I'm just <laughs> Fucking hell, don't start. One of the other pictures will fall off. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucking hell. Are you alright that that was I shouldn't why was my immediate reaction to laugh my head off? Because it was funny. Because <laughs> you were looking at me, so it would have been really funny if it had hit me on the head. It would have been really funny, to be fair. I um, No, man, I, I, do you think that Mason Greenwood should ever play football again? If, if it, he is found to be guilty... Yeah, yeah, so if it's... if it's Okay, this happened. 
and he 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 got found guilty of assault and like attempted rape or whatever. Like, what would you like? Is it a case of well, he served his time, he's come out like they did with the David Goodwillie thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He served his time. That's the end of the matter. Draw a line on. Well, it. this is it. If he serves his time, and the club are willing to put up with the risk of having him, having if he served his time and is has some treatment rehabilitation for what he did, then kind of okay. Mm. Yeah, it's the whole I'm thing. Not of, all right with but it. But what job can Mason Greenwood do? Uh, yeah. Aldi. Can he? Yeah, he can. He can work why? at Aldi. Why? Why is Mason Greenwood safer working at Aldi than he is being a footballer? Because working at Aldi is not a privilege the same way that working. At but being there's still a women there. Is. You what? Sorry, there's still women who work there. Yeah, but it's not. It's not a privilege. Like I feel like being a footballer is mm. such a privilege that I. I think it's a privilege that you can lose. Whereas just working in a fucking shop or something like that, or working in a call center, it's not. Well, yeah, I guess so. But also. The thing, one thing I will say about football and sport in general is, whilst it is a privilege, you do have to earn that privilege. Yeah, it's not like comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where people who haven't earned the privilege, yeah, get to do certain things. Yeah, to be a footballer, you have got to be pretty fucking good, even if you're Phil Neville. Yeah, football is is as close to a meritocracy as you can get, really, uh, yeah. isn't it? There's no, there's not really many footballers where they go, listen, we just we needed a diverse first yeah. eleven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> listen, I can't believe another game and there's eleven straight white men. Yeah, the team that I've got out, there's a woman. Yeah. There's, there's there's a bane back for legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them, our, our left wingers, neurodiverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wants to take the free kick with his walking stick. Maybe he wants to play golf. Yeah, all right, he's autistic. He needs to take 15 steps before he takes the fucking free kick. It reminds me. Oh, do you know what? Now that you've said it, the way that Ronaldo takes a free kick is how the way a person with autism would take a free kick. I know, it's yeah. <laughs> so true. Setting themselves three steps to the left yeah. uh, and then yeah. just twatting it as hard as they can yeah. and open yeah. for the best. Yeah. Um, do you know what? That would be a really funny sketch. That would be such a good sketch. It reminds me of the, have you seen the Shane Gillis one with the uh, the first all-white American football team? Yes, yeah, yeah. Reminds yeah. me of that. That's, where it's, yeah, that's really fuck. funny. Do you know what? I thought of a really good idea for a sketch. I've not done it yet, but I need to film it, but it's quite funny. So, you know, those dog... Uh, Dog programs, dog training programs. Yes. Graham and stuff like that. Dogs behaving badly and yeah. stuff. So it'd be like a parody on that. And I'm wearing like a little three piece suit, you know, like, I'm here in Barnstable to meet Lauren, who's got a cheeky cavapoo with a serious problem. Yeah. And then we get there, it's like, well, you know, what seems to be, who's, who's this? Oh, it's, oh, it's Dottie. What a cute little dog. What seems to be a problem? Oh, well, um, you know, sometimes when I go out, she barks. You know, like a really benign problem. Yeah. And I go, right, okay. Really easy fix, that's a good job I came round. What you need to do is have it put down. <laughs> and that's that's every solution to every <laughs> to every problem. We're back four years later to see how <laughs> Lauren is coping since we put down Dotty. You turn up and Lauren's there like shooting up heroin, going, <laughs> 
I, I, I would think of it going. I would think of it going a slightly different way. <laughs> just, just, there's, there's a puppy, and you're like, oh, you're moving on. That's great. But then you look in the garden, and there's four gravestones. <laughs> Every time they barked, as soon as they barked, first bark, dead. <laughs> it's training. <laughs> I was on that programme on Challenge TV and that presenter came around and said put him down oh my god uh, so yeah I haven't filmed it yet but I think it will be I think it will be quite funny to that is really funny to do do you know what the sad thing with the Mason group that's it I'm coming back to it I'm linking back <laughs> I mean the left turns on this fucking podcast episode. we're stepping back in the airport woof yeah, Jesus um, do you know what the sad thing is is with all these football things genuinely the thing that makes me unhappy is I look at the Wraith Rovers thing, I look at the Chad Evans thing, and I know that there is a there'll be one club that'll take him on. There'll always be. Especially someone as talented as Mason Green. Yeah, there'll always be one club. There'll always be one. Can you see oh, a big Premier League club taking no, him? No. No. So I so I put on a line and on a few sort of, you know, comedians, football forums, I put he's he's ruined his career. I said, that's his career over. And people were like, it's not his career over because he'll play football again. And it's like, no, it's his career. The career that he was going to have is over. So he'll never play for England again, nor should he. Uh, And he'll never play for Man United again, nor should he. And he'll probably never play for a top club. He'll probably never play in the Premier League. He'll probably play, it's very unlikely he'll play in Europe. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he'll play in the Premier League either. Right, uh, but will he play in the championship? Maybe. Will he play in fucking you know the Bundesliga for like a lower team or something that just you know he's the problem was over there because Jerome Boateng. Let's not forget, um, he was a footballer for uh, centre back um, for Bayern Munich. Fucking smashed the shit out of his misses. Mm. Centre back for Leon. And they're a fucking Champions League club. Right, they literally okay. just went, yeah, fuck it, let's have him. Because there'll always be a club who prioritise success over morals. In fact, they all do. But also, I also think, of course, you know, sexually assaulting your partner is a form of domestic abuse, absolutely. But I think, for some reason, people make a distinction between slapping your partner about yeah. and raping them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. So, I don't know if Jerome Boateng raped his partner. I have no idea. No. But if that came out, yeah. then it's, I think it's unlikely he'd play for Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, there is a different... Because they'd be like, oh, it's your relationship. Well, what I... I mean, I, I didn't bring it up to compare the two. Yeah, yeah. I brought it up the fact that he instantly played for Leon. Right, So, yeah. the, the minute that he got released from Bayern Munich, there wasn't even like a fucking, you know, like a, a six-month where everyone went... Who's going to be the first to move? Yeah, it was yeah. like we'll have him yeah, come on yeah. over to you know yeah. to France or whatever, and yeah. that's what the problem is. So, the, I mean, the thing is, is I think he will play football again, and I think that the only way that it's you, China or Qatar. Well, I think the only way that you can uh, orchestrate, he, he won't go to China because China have had all the money taken from the league. They, they, it's been gutted now, like yeah. pretty much Qatar. Um, Qatar may be one of those Al. Some things, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al, some things. yeah, yeah. So it's like Al Hilal or yeah. something like that. Um, but I, I think the only way that you can well, who played for Al Haram, <laughs> I don't 
know what that means. What does haram that? is forbidden? Oh, right. <laughs> actually, Al Haram would be a really good team. So Haram is like all the players who've committed sin. Haram means it's sinful. You can't. Oh, okay. It. So you've got Benjamin Mendy. Yeah. Mason Greenwood. Prison FC, isn't Prison it? FC, it is yeah, Prison yeah, FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I think the only way that you can solve the problem, or at least attempt to solve the problem, is by completely fucking, uh, you know, g- completely gutting uh, the chances of them getting back and just being like, no, you're not allowed to play. Because that's a real consequence to their actions. You're yeah. not allowed to play football professionally again and just take anyway. the options yeah take the options away from clubs f- what for FIFA to uh, yeah 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 to have a a fit and proper person's yeah, test. test because they yeah. have that for for football club owners so why yeah. not have it for clubs I just think it's absolutely mental that we're still talking about like oh who's going to be the first gay player to come out and stuff like this yeah and, you know there's one in every team isn't there and it's like oh you know well they'll not come out because of all the abuse they might get on the terrorists and it's and yeah, yeah. on the terror terrorists terrorists see what happened there yeah <laughs> because he's doing the podcast with me <laughs> Instead of saying terraces, he looked at me and went terrorists. (laughs) And this is a prime example of this passive racism that we have to put up with. In his head, he couldn't bring himself to say the words terraces. There's nothing to there's nothing to hide behind. There's nothing to fall back. What the fuck just happened there? Holy shit. See that? that was the worst Freudian slip I've ever had in my entire life. Pigoted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my just a god. Bit. There's no there's no I I, I don't know what to say. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll apologize. Yeah, okay. When you apologize for 9/11. <laughs> Still the best terrorist attack in history. The best terrorist attack in history by some margin. Do you know what? I sorry. Not this phoning ahead bullshit. I shouldn't laugh at the 9/11 thing. But sometimes I really like. Sometimes I find it funny about the idea of if you were in the other tower and you were like, "Fuck it, yeah. now we got lucky." <laughs> Calling your missus, going, "You God is on our side. You today. will never, mate. When I get home, I'm putting on a lottery ticket. I have just had the mother of all birds shitting on me. That's what I've had. <laughs> Phew, we." What a lucky escape. I'm going to live to tell my grandchildren about. I'm going to quit my job and go travelling. Life's too short. (laughs) You never know what's going to (laughs) happen. Do you know what, though? Is who would see... What psychopath would see a plane fly into a building and go, I need to go (laughs) travelling? So Mason Greenwood's Good, next yeah. move. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's taken so many. Oh I've tried. God. I've tried to navigate the turn between yeah. serious discussion. I hope the editor, over every time he does that, just puts like a screech sound over it. It's like <laughs> 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 fucking. Every time I've tried to sort of navigate it back, 
we're, we're done. I think you we've say had a good something chat. racist. That's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What I was talking about is is the football terror. You <laughs> can't do it. He literally cannot. Terraces. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh my god. I think he's not even doing it for comedy. It's literally, literally happening from within. The football terraces. See, so much easier. I was looking over there. <laughs> the, like, the, like they say, they'll get oh, they'll get abuse from from the stands. <laughs> Yeah, from the stands. <laughs> I'm not sure this is going to go out. Yeah, it is. 100%. Give me a second. Let me turn that on her side off. Fuck it. Um, right, okay. Yeah, so, so they're worried about gay people coming out because they'll get abuse from the stands. And yet, it is like four or five sexual predators have come out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like fucking priorities. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, it's also pretty mad that there are seemingly no out gay footballers. The last one I know was Thomas Hitzelsberger. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's he one came in, out after he retired. There's one in, um, there's one in uh, Australia, I think. Oh yes, he did a video earlier this year. Yeah, but it's not like it's like I, I'm not really asked about anyone who plays in the J League or yeah, whatever, you know, called, like yeah. gay or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, um, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think it'd change anything. I don't think it'd. You, you would get a few. What is what? Yeah, but it's that whole thing of what you were saying about the Preston fans earlier. Yeah. Like. Not that they should have to, yeah. but if they're knocking in a goal every two games... Yeah. Oh. I'll tell you what. He might, if he, I could score like that, I'd be gay as well. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he might be a puff, but he's got a great left foot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> what a peg on him. Yeah. 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 If you think he's bent, you should see them crosses so he puts yeah, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. As long as you're good, yeah. I think that people just sort of say, Yeah, I know. But also, shit. yeah, you shouldn't have to be. But I think, yeah, that, I don't know. We do the same with comedy as well, don't we? We go, tell you what, it's a terrible bloke. There's a lot of allegations about him, and everyone in the industry knows that he's dodgy, but he sells tickets. He fucking puts bums on seats. <laughs> he puts bums on seats. Bums on like... seats, and he puts his stuff in bums. That is <laughs> how it fucking works. Yeah, yeah, he puts bums on seats, but also pretends to be a seat. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's one of the seats. Mate, we're going to have to uh, call it here, but it's been so much fun. Please come back on again. I'd love to. I think that we had a right laugh. Uh, where can people find you? What's, what's, what do you want to plug? Just, uh, well, the main thing I want to plug is 18th of March, I'm doing a work in progress type show of a new tour show. Whereabouts? In Birmingham. Birmingham at the Glee Club. That'd be good. The show is called The Pretender. That's on a Friday night, isn't it? Mm. What's The Pretender about? It's about society and human beings all pretending to be something we're not all of the time. I felt a lot of that in because I watched you for the first time last night, mm. and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, and I thought what was good is that it was stand up that was a bit more thoughtful mm. and purposeful. Mm. What I what I liked about it is that you asked questions of yourself and the audience rather than just giving answers, yes, which yes, I yes. think a lot of uh, comics who try that 
do. Thank you. Thank you. So it's in that similar kind of vein where <clears throat> I take a look at myself, take a look at the world around me and try and... I feel like we're all just pretending all of the time. Yeah. Uh, to be environmental or social or whatever. You uh, you coming out to Freddie Mercury? Yeah. The song? No, I'm coming out to the Foo Fighters, The Pretender. Oh, right. Oh, okay. I don't know that song. What does it, it go like? I'm not going to sing it. I genuinely don't know. What is it? What am I now? Oh, is that that song? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that that was that what, what that was called, but I have heard it. Yeah. Oh, that's that is a that's a better coming out song than uh, Freddie Mercury because that's yeah. a bit more sort of like. Well, you'd expect Freddie Mercury to have a good coming out song. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> Jesus wept. Uh, social, <laughs> social. On the socials, Michael Packentire. <laughs> The one and only baby. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, please, if you've enjoyed it, become a Patreon because Patreons get uh, extra uh, shows. They get extra content once a week. They get early access to be able to listen to shows early. They get access to our Discord community servers. They get to ask questions to guests and a whole host of other uh, different features. They also, uh, in January, everyone who was a Patreon got a free NFT uh, of, a, of a dick. Uh, nice. A dick pic that I drew. Uh, in February, everyone who's a Patreon is getting entered into a draw to win a... Uh, we've got four free bottles of Hooli to give away from our sponsors, so they'll get free Lovely rum. Stuff. Lovely uh, and then also we're working on some other exciting stuff for March and April. Yeah, he's stuff. doing a dog show. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be uh, plenty of seats going for the dog show, yeah. both sitting and standing in the terrorists. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about standing terrorists? Terrorists, they are a bit dangerous. They're a bit, just a They're a bit more dangerous. Safe, safe terrorists we've got now, safe standing terrorists. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're working on loads of extra stuff and things like that. You can become a patron for just a quid a week, £4 a month, £1 a week. It's it's nothing, uh, but it helps us to keep the show running and pay for costs and things like that. Thank you ever so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.